Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many votes and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin and Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. With us once again is our reprogrammed Imperial Interrogator Droid AZ-00, also called a zoo. Yeah, it's uh, it's going good. I'm uh, I'm gonna help out with canon connections and fun Ooh. facts again. Oh. Uh, you can listen or not. You know, you do you. All right. Thanks, Great. Us. Thank you. Thank you for your help, Azu. Wow, he just he just comes and goes now. Just I he's know. Just in and out, you know. He's he's decided to be helpful this season. We've really been teaching him well. He's, yeah, he said it. I, he said it a little in a Bane, but he's like, "It's about building an audience." I was like, What's this? <laughs> <laughs> doing Bane impressions. impressions. Yeah. Anyway, we're recording on March eighth, twenty twenty three, and we are ready to jump into the latest episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Matt Romano. You've still got Mando fever, am I right? I've got a fever. A fever. And the, and the only, only prescription, prescription. <laughs> is more Mando. The cock and a walk, baby. More Mando. <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin and Bush, do you have Mando fever? Uh, who doesn't, Brian? We are back with baby and Momdo. Who isn't excited right now? Hey, baby. And maybe a nanny. <gasps> we'll find out. And yes. not only that, not only do we have Mando, riches, riches beyond belief, I tell you. After that, we're going to touch on the latest episode of Star Wars, The Bad Batch. They call themselves The Bad Batch. What a week. What a week for Star Wars. And and this was not just, oh, Mando, and then, oh, you know, a silly adventure, another adventure with Sid. No, 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 no. Nope, no Sid to be found in this episode, thank goodness. <laughs> they, they're they like, we're going to hit you right in the face with this bad batch. <laughs> uh, but before we do any of that, before we take our prescriptions, it's time for a little news on the march. News on the march. Throw it over to Caitlin Ambush. Ooh, what do we got? Why, thank you, Brian. So we were all texting yesterday, uh, and one of the texts was, well, uh, we got our news on the march for the week, uh, yeah. which I believe it was, I believe, Brian, I believe that was you who, uh, who sent that through. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> Variety reported exclusively yesterday, which would be uh, Tuesday, March 7th, that uh, Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins movies have been shelved. Uh, Star Wars movies specifically have been shelved. Uh, and that Taika Waititi is looking to star in his own film uh, that is coming up here. Mm. So I then, of course, the, all of this comes with no update on the Ryan Johnson movie that we have all been wondering about for what, Feels like eighty four years. Uh, <laughs> you can still but, smell the fresh Ryan Johnson. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so we're, we're we are uh, no more Patty Jenkins, no more Kevin Feige. 
we are doubling down on Taika uh, and nothing for Ryan. This is a, it's. Uh, I feel like a lot of this isn't fully unexpected for how little, especially we've heard about Patty's uh, yeah. movie here recently. But it's still disappointing, right? Yeah, I mean, anytime we don't get Star Wars stuff, it's disappointing. They they did that big reveal video with mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins in the in the flight suit and everything. Yeah, and. So you really made it think like, okay, this is going to happen. And the Kevin Feige thing always was a little bit nebulous. I know people were, some people were really frightened and we were delighted that Brie Larson could have been involved. (laughs) I would love Brie Larson to be in Star Wars. So that I'm not, I'm not so surprised by. I am surprised by Patty Jenkins rogue squadron was pushed and then now it's just shelved and sounds like it's on the shelf of the shelf from which, Nothing ever returns. And that's just in a couple weeks, another blow for Patty Jenkins, who I think is great. That's that's no good. No. Yeah, that's a shame. No. Yeah. But, but it, it sounds like, I mean, Tyka's like he's still writing on his thing. I think if he asked me, <laughs> and they haven't, but if they were to ask me, I'd say they're being very, very careful about oh. what the next in theaters feature is going to be. And mm-hmm. with the, you know, there was that that period of time where um and I think Marvel had a, a similar thing for a while, a lot of the Disneyfication of these franchises, it was well, there's too much of it all of a sudden. There's just there's yeah. too much coming out all at once and post Skywalker saga too, I think Guys, the Star Wars fandom was being picky about stuff. <laughs> what? I know. No. I know. No. It's really surprising stuff. But Shocker. But it, it makes sense to me that uh yeah. that Taika is going to be starring in his own movie because I think there's not a single thing that Taika is involved in anymore that he is not also on the screen for. At this point. <laughs> he doesn't always, but he did in in what we do in the shadows, Jojo Rabbit obviously has already appeared in his Mandal in his Mandalorian black episode. Sa- uh, 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 this flag means death. I almost called it, I just called it black oh, sails, but yeah, this I, flag I mean, means death. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so why I would, I would hope so. Uh, and there's a particular thing he does that nobody else can do. It, it's interesting that you say that Caitlin about, you know, there's too much. That's what people were saying for so long. And they still were a couple, like a few, Months or weeks ago or something, yeah. I forget what it was for. But Liam Neeson was like, oh, there's too much. It's making it less special. And just a couple days ago when this news came out, there was this whole thread, and I'm kicking myself for wasting my time reading this, <laughs> about how there's too much time in between entries in the movie. It's like three mm-hmm. years is okay, six years it's not okay. Got to keep it relevant. Got to keep the brand relevant. I'm like, First off, you lost me at the word brand. Second, unless we're talking about like a brand on the ranch, you know, to tell that your family and can be trusted, you lost. <laughs> second, th- thank you, Kate. And, and second, I'm like, this is just—is there too much or not enough? Enough with the Goldilocks stuff, Matt. Sorry, I well, on. no, no. Here's the thing. I, I think honestly, Disney is learning a lesson from Marvel because we've talked about this a hundred times. But like, yeah. there's just a lot of Marvel, Literally a lot of the storytelling. We felt is like just very convoluted collapsing in on itself. And I think they need to take a beat, you know, and make sure that the, like everything coming out is timed the right way. So you don't have this oversaturation. So I'm glad that Marvel is like, they were learning these lessons from Marvel and they're being a little more precious with what comes out with star Wars, because you, whenever there is another star Wars movie, it's gotta be good. They've got, they, yep. it's gotta be top tier. Yeah. 
he's he's take if Tyke has been writing it this long, he's taking no on just on a script level. Good, take as much time as you want on when sure. it comes to that. You can never take. Well, you you can actually. That's not true. But take as as much time as as you want, and then it comes time when it's 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 good. Someone has to take it away from you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, and, and they say that he's starring in this movie, but like, he's probably one of the stars. I imagine he's, he'll be playing well, yeah, a side right. character, maybe not the main character, you know, we're going to be the stars. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Blowing that announcement here a little bit. But. It's a, it's a Thor Ragnarok, uh, situation wherein Korg is clearly one of the main characters. But, yes. But, we, he's not the main character. You know? Yeah, exactly. He's part and, of the and ensemble. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I think a little comedic relief in the ensemble. I would predict if it was if I was a betting man. Yes. And not that anyone needs any excuse to do this, but it sparked all kinds of of more bashing of love and thunder. In which ah, case, I'm I, 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 am I saying it's one of the be- you know Spartacus? No, but. It was really, I had a really good time and I've watched it again and it's over a really good time. What is the problem with it? I, I just, uh, it's fine. It's, it's well, I, I don't no, know. I mean, it's, it's fine. Like it's good, but it, everything, it's fine. It's, it's not like word fall that. I, I don't know if I'd agree gets. with that, that short two word <laughs> review from you. Okay. <laughs> with, that it's fine. I, I, I mean, I, 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 but I think there's a lot more going on there than people give it credit. And for. that has been news on the March. Thank you, Caitlin, yeah, for oh, putting we, that on. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Caitlin. <laughs> we could have kept going. Um, we could have kept going. We know this. We know this. We know this. With that, we're going to charge into Chapter 18 of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. This episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it, so be warned. They were about to get into severe spoiler territory. After the spoiler klaxon is heard, spoilers will come Fast and loose to sound the klaxon once again is legendary director, actor, star, Werner Herzog. Yes. I was once again playing Breath of the Wild on my Switch Lite, trying oh. to take down divine beast Van the Boris. <laughs> and I will take a break to see the baby. Sound the spoiler klaxon and what does that Caitlin ambush? There's a clear order in which to watch Star Wars, The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 2, and then listen to our podcast. Here we go again. Punch it. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Wow, 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 wow. The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2, premiered on Disney Plus on March 8th, 2023, directed by Rachel Morrison, written by John Favreau. Whoa. And pivotal thing here in the recap, and I kind of wish this wasn't in the recap, but it was a nice thing to be reminded. It's an immediate spoiler. Yeah. 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 yeah, (laughs) We are reminded of... Um, a legend recounted by the armorer of the great Mythosaur, which we know is closely tied into Mando history. The legend is the Mythosaur will reappear and herald a new age of Mandalore, but I'm sure that won't happen. It's just a oh, legend. No, no, There's no, no, no way. No. Right. right. No, it's just no. a Mythosaurus. It's not real. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a myth. Uh, it's a legend. Relevant. 
It's like, <laughs> uh, do you hear the one about the myth? So it's there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah, so there's no way. Yeah. Come on, no way. We're not going right? to see that or anything. Come on. There's no way. No way. Come there's on. no way. No way. No, no way. No way. Come on. Come on. Come on, boys. Okay. We open on Tatooine, and it's close to Boon to Eve, and we're back with Matt's favorite, Pelimato. My girl. A true love. Played by Amy Sedaris. She's fleecing a Rodian. Mando then flies in and she picks up right with a Boba Fett reference. She's like, <laughs> what are you here for Boba Fett? And then rattles off. All, I, and I re, it's when uh, I love Pelimato, but a Pelimato scene is you've got to be, you're Googling or looking up lines like words at least two or three per line. Oh, oh yeah. And oh, yeah. she's rattling off them off fast and loose. So I totally missed um, that. I mean, I saw the Boba Fett clips in the preview, which was also a little crazy because it's like if you'd ever watched Boba Fett, you're like, no, wait, she whoa, says whoa, whoa, whoa. it. She's like, oh, what are you here? You're going to fight bo- something. He's like, going to fight Boba Fett? Going to do this? Going to do that? What are you going to do? And I'm like, just like rapid fire. Amy Sedaris at yeah. her best. Rapid fire <laughs> lore. Um, and then he asks her about this droid part he needs, which is apparently really old. She's like, do you want newspaper Grandpa. to wrap around your feet to walk to school in the winter as well? Peli talks to some Jawas. As we remember, I believe she speaks Jawa. Yep. No one knows where to get this thing. So just like Matt Romano suggested <laughs> in our previous episode, she suggests R5. There you go. She's like, just use R5 who is reluctant. Mando says, I can't use an astromech. I need a droid that can, uh, sorry, I need a droid that can spelunk. <laughs> I never thought, in my in my bingo card of words, of real life words that I thought I would hear, Star Wars spelunking was not one of them. Yes. And right. also, also, we have to call out here that, that I was very wrong also. I was right about R5, wrong about the Jawas, because I made the prediction that the Jawas gonna be, were going to easily find the IG-11 uh, uh, part. True. Yes. And they immediately were like, nope, can't find it. Too too hard to find. Bye. Moving on. I mean, they, they might still find it, though. So I don't think yeah, you're wrong yeah. yet. I, I as hope much so. As, I wanna be, as much as I'd love to take out the nail gun and be like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you're wrong yet. I, I yeah. think you're more right than wrong. It would be pretty crazy if they just dropped the IG-11 thing. It'd be pretty crazy. It would be a little, it would be a little weird. Yeah, be a little to weird. Say the least. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree. I think I think we'll we'll see IG again because they find it, but obviously we will be uh, uh, past the exploration of the mines. Yeah, they don't uh, need them for that part. anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have yeah. I have more thoughts on this that we'll get to at the at the towards the end of the discussion involving IG and everything else. But anyway, she talks <laughs> him into it fairly quickly, saying she'll refit. The droid port in the N1 says that R5-D4 is built for adventure. And this all happens fast. Before <laughs> we know like, it, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Mando, Baby, and R5 are flying away as Boonta fireworks go off. And they're on their way to Mandalore. Da-dum. Chapter 18, The Mines of Mandalore. And we're off. So, again, I guess it's because we remember Boon to Eve from Phantom Menace. I guess they all left before the fireworks started. Oh yeah, probably. What is Boon to Eve? Does anyone know? Does uh, do, do you know Brian? Well, what? yeah, it's when they it's it's a it's apparently this big deal on Tatooine. Okay, it's when they had they used to have the pod race, but maybe not so much anymore. Yes, and 
Does Boonta Does Claus e. come it's to Boonta Tatooine e. the day before Boonta? Where I'm like, hey, I'm Boonta. I'm Boonta What's Claus. going on? <laughs> Beloved Star Wars character. Yeah, right. He brings gifts to all the, the children of Tatooine. Yeah, so he comes and, and he's like, just what you ordered. More sand. <laughs> um, and Anakin Skywalker hated Boonta. He loved Boonta Eve, but hated Boonta. Oh, yeah, Boonta morning. Like, we all know just, that. A whole holiday about sand. We know this. We do know this. <laughs> so anyway, th- there's just something hilarious about this and a couple scenes after this where R5-D4, first seen pretty much as a bit in 1977, is now finally getting the call to adventure in 2023. Love it. And is wheeling around Mandalore with a Mandalorian and a Yoda baby. And I'm just, th- there's... There's something about that that's just hilarious to me. The, I mean, it's am I the only funny. one? No, it's hilarious. The droid with a bad motivator. I mean, like, it's how can you forget R5? And now he's, and the, now he's, he's just the man. on an adventure. Love it. Yeah, and, and let's not, I, I think this is somewhere else in the notes, but let's not forget, according to the first volume of uh, From a Certain Point of View, R5 blew that motivator on purpose. Um, because he's he kind knew. of a little coward. I, I, well, I kind of love well, that. Actually, not necessarily Caitlin Ambush, because he knew that R2 had important information and it was more important for R2 to be chosen and that information to get out there instead of himself to be chosen. So Mm. the way the book does it from his point of view, it's a valiant thing. He's like, I have to do this at risk to myself to make sure R2 gets out. I have to, you know, blow my stack here. Interesting. I like Caitlin's point of view. Yeah. Coward. Coward. (laughs) <laughs> That's another way to look at it. I, I hadn't thought of it that way. A nice, um, a delightful coward, an adorable yeah, coward. You know, we love him. It, we love him anyway. I hadn't heard of the one word reaction to that short story <laughs> or two words. Nope, coward. Anyway, um, back in the Mandalore system, Mando's flying lessons still going on. He's still bringing out his inner Rick Ollier. He's pointing. He points out Concordia which we'll remember from Rebels and Mandalorian lore in general, reminds Grogu that Kalamala's here, which is where Bo-Katan is and where they literally just were. Yeah. Um, before yep. going to Tatooine, it's like, yeah, we were, we were, you remember Kalamala, we were just here. Literally. Like a day ago. Like, like a day ago? <laughs> yeah. Um, if that- he's also teaching them more about the ship and the importance of maps because a Mandalorian with a map will never be lost. And okay. And where's that um, going to come into play later? You know, that, that feels yeah. like. I don't think it's going to matter. No. I don't think you don't think gonna. so? Oh, okay. No, yeah. I don't think so. Storytelling think is not all a thing. Of, yeah, all of this, the fact that R5 can pilot the ship remotely and Grogu knows about maps and where Kalamala is, I don't think, it, maybe at the end of the maybe. season. Maybe. 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 <laughs> okay. So on the surface, it's not really the white sand wasteland that we're used to from animation. But it's, of course, nor should it be. It's now decimated and bombed. And there's a lot of that green crystal around. And it's all dark. And it certainly looks poison. Yeah. Um, and, and Caitlin Ambush, you know more than any of us what poison planets look like. Absolutely. Um, so this probably freaks you out a little bit. Yeah, I had a little bit of PTSD about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 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 Um, coward. so he sends our send a droid he sends r5 out to check if the air is safe which is the whole point of getting this droid r2 uh, r5 rather rolls out doesn't come back 
So Mando then seal, pressurizes his suit, protects baby inside the ship, and goes out. And I'm thinking, well, you kind of could have done this the whole time. Yeah, like and space you don't suits need to don't exist. You have a jetpack. Yeah, come on. So you're gonna uh, send uh, the R5 unit out there to just like you know on yeah, his little wheels, no, like he's got no jets like, like R2. You, you don't really, you didn't really need R5 uh, to just test the air. You, it's for the There's bit. a little div- an iPhone app or something. <laughs> I don't know, but he gets then attacked by looking for R5. He gets attacked by Alamites. And we're told later that these creatures used to live on the outskirts. And we see that they've survived everything just fine. Now they're making their way into the ruins. Mando fights them off. And once again, we see him using the dark dark saber, but he uses it badly. Mm-hmm. He can, we're He's back to heavy lights, it. everything. He can barely lift it. He sucks with He's this. He's really yeah, bad. Yeah, no at good. It. Not working yet for him. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's almost like it's a metaphor for his ability to actually hold the crown for the, that it signifies. But that's ooh, neither here nor there. Maybe yeah. almost, or is that exactly what it is? That's exactly <laughs> what it is. But I'm trying to be I'm trying to be mysterious, Brian. I feel sarcasm. Like Excellent point. <laughs> I, I feel like we got to get Luke back in here to show him how to use it eventually. Uh, or no. Ahsoka, I feel like we need you know? we need this to be, you know, have another character His come in and Luke. use the Darksaber so we have something to compare it to. But mm. I don't think the episode's going to do that. There's no way. No. There's, there's too much no. They're not going to reunite Bo-Katan and, no. and no, Mando not this early again. This no. I mean, come on. That's weird. So he finds R5 and, it is, and brings it back and it's confirmed, yes, R5's Seemingly one purpose in this whole plan is, yeah, the air is fine. So the planet is not poisoned and it's okay for baby to come out in the snazzy floating pram that I don't think we mentioned last week. It's a pram floating pram Mark three, at least at this yeah, point. Yeah, a little upgrade. Yeah. It's got lights on it. Um, it doesn't shoot anything. I'm still waiting for, for it to go full. For a turret. Uh, baby cart mm-hmm. from Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, but, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We'll see if it does that. I, 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 I still, uh, I still have hope. And <laughs> he says Bo-Katan was right. There's no curse. There's just a lot of sadness. Yeah, yeah. It's, be- it's of, beautiful, like in a very haunting way, but it's still very sad. It's beautiful underneath the sea, but if mm. you stay too long, you drown. Mm. <laughs> um, and so there to the ruins of Sundari. A lot of design that's right out of. Mandalorian culture from the Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. In terms of the angles and everything else, but obviously twisted and ruined and just generally sucks. Thoughts on on everything so far going back to Sundari, Matt Romano. I'm sorry, I have a visitor. My son is here. Um Max, we I'm, I'm doing the podcast with my friends. Max. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> you wanna say hello? He drew, is that a picture he drew for you? Max, okay. say hi. I don't want to, but I just come to you. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Okay. Did he, sorry did about he that. Bring did you he there. color something for you? <laughs> nope. He's just finding um, papers around the house and bringing it's me important things. for you to know yeah. these things. Matthew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. He, there was some kind of game going on, imagination thing. But uh, yeah, that's right. adorable. Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. All right, well, we're, that was interesting, Matt Romano. Caitlin and Bush, same question. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, 
I'm I I was very excited to see more of uh this world as we get deeper into the mines and kind of see what we see here and then what we saw I was not expecting at all in any way. Yeah, neither was I cuz let's delve a little deeper into uh the ruins of Sundari if you will. Mando using his jetpack and baby just the pram is really that good. They just get right down in the depths. Mando is attacked by this giant spider droid thing. Oh, I love this thing. It's like, yeah, two, two shakes out of wild, wild west, but, um, no Kenneth Branagh. And (laughs) it takes him to a lair. And then a smaller thing comes out of it that I first thought was something, the robot right out of the recent lost in space series. You guys watch that on Netflix? Mm. Nope. I I was thinking, I was thinking more of like men in black, you know, like the little alien in the big, big body, human body, you know? Mm. Yeah, or like the one we saw yeah. in um in the ep- in the Clone Wars episode Bounty Hunters, and it comes out and it tosses both the dark saber and his blaster aside. So what is this? And I'll I'll share my thoughts. To me, to me, this looked the the little being that came out of it. Not little, it's sizable. But the stand, the thing that stands on two legs and seems to have two arms and a weapon and all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and possibly mm-hmm. like bug-like wings, yeah. which to me meant it sounded, in the way its its head was shaped, it looked and sounded a lot like a Geonosian fused with droid parts. Mm. The spider vehicle also looked that way, and we've seen Geonosian high droid hybrids before. Dr. Afra in the comics encountered, I think in one of our first appearances encountered the droid Gatra in the comics. And I believe that was within the depths of Geonosis. And this reminded me of that. The droids and the Geonosians have survived in some kind of really creepy symbiosis. So I could be way off on that, but it really did. Didn't this, this thing, this guy, this, this being remind you of like a, a, a RoboCop Geonosian. A little bit. I got. I got a little bit. The 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 fusion between biological and uh, and droid got me uh, a little bit of grievous. Uh, yeah, also yeah, the sounds that it was okay. making, and yeah. also uh, when it when it brought out its uh, its electrified staff kind of thing. I got. Um, mm. Oh, grievous's guards, Magna Guard. Oh. The Magna Guards, yeah. Yeah, oh, I got go. a little bit nice. of that too in there. So it was a weird mix of things. This one can shoot that yeah. electrical energy with yeah. which those Magna Guards are watching. We're like, well, we wish we had that. Yes. <laughs> That'd be useful against but, uh, that Jedi guy. I don't know. They didn't thoughts on this spider and the possible Geonosian and or Kalish warrior inside this thing, Matt Romano. Uh yeah. I mean, that all sounds good to me. I was really hoping there was like, gonna be a little like alien that kind of ran out of it after it like got all beat up. You I mean, know, we like kind of see. got that. A, we yeah, kind of got I, that yeah. a little bit. We got it in a, in a, in a little bit of a weird way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll get there in either way. Mando <laughs> has his butt kicked for like the, the 50th time in this episode. Oh, alone. So tired. Yes. He's like, okay, baby, go and get to Bo-Katan. Uh, so this is where, I guess because of his friends, She's the closest because she's right there in the Mandalore system. She needs like, a he needs Amanda. He needs Amanda. Yeah. Also, he needs Amanda. He needs Amanda. Or Amanda. A mom-do or a nanny-do. Yeah. And one that's go to her castle of misery and despair. She's probably still <laughs> sitting on the throne. She might relish the chance to do something to do when she hates golf. So this <laughs> So this is a fine time to return to everyone's favorite new segment. 
Moments with Baby. Bad baby. Oh, bad baby. Sorry about that. He's young. Yeah, bad baby. Hey. Yes. So Grogu, Yoda baby, really displays a lot of his jumping acrobatic skills in this episode. Yeah. A lot of force use. Yeah, I like that he just like jumped and flipped right in the cockpit and like pressed the map button immediately. So he's learning. He yes. knows. He's, he can be taught. Also, as, as Caitlin, as you just said, a lot of proficient force use. Mm. A shot that uh, is seen in the trailer happens here as Baby is leaving the ruins to go and get Bo-Katan. We see an Alamite fly, get force pushed right out of the cave. Mm. And Baby is just like floating out behind with his little hand raised. So... That was a cool moment. Baby also tries to force lift Mando free, but can't quite do He's it. So Reminded close. me a little bit of the X-wing in in the in the uh, on Dagobah a yeah. little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet, but Bo-Katan at one point asks him, "Well, how good are you with the Force?" Says, "Well, you must be pretty good with it if you got to me all on your own." And I was, yeah, that's that's not how the Force works, Bo-Katan. But, right. Okay. <laughs> But like he's just like a big he's just a big growing boy, okay? Yeah, and I'm also it's like the for, I, I was thought immediately of Luke and Last Jedi. It's like the Force is not a power you wield. It's mm. you know, and I'm like, but I think Bo-Katan would hit me in the face mm-hmm. and then step on my throat if I'd said that. But you'd enjoy that. We, I, I would. It would, make it, so, it would be. It would be. It would be so worth it. After this episode, I'm like even more. I'm like, oh my, here, here's my address. Please come to my house and just beat the crap out of me. Step on his um, throat. This is this that was that is not a moment with baby. Uh, so any other fun baby moments that uh, Caitlin and Bush or Matt Romano that you want to add to the segment? I mean, I'll just add. I mean, like this. I guess this counts as a moment with baby. But like, uh, I love the mo- the interaction they have where she's like. I've known Jedi. I knew quite a few Jedi, you know. I don't know what they taught you about us, but there was a time we actually got along quite well. Fought side by side. Mm. Yeah. You get a nice, like, little connection there. Like, and obviously those who've watched The Clone Wars and know her past, like, the Jedi she knows is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, which is kind of nuts. Yes. (laughs) And also she knows Kanan Jarrus and Ezra as well. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like, just all the... Every famous Jedi in the galaxy. She's like, in Honestly. both the animated shows, yeah. I work with Jedi. It's like right, sometimes right. I was fighting. I I fought against Ahsoka in season four. Yeah. I fought with her later on. It was nuts. It's crazy. You would never believe this little dude. <laughs> you again, would never again, believe it. Another character just being like, fire up Disney Bless, check out seasons, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> just, it's like, okay, it. baby, I know you're enjoying Bluey for the millionth time, but, you know, you're old enough. <laughs> Try something else. Caitlin and Bush, any more moments for you? That's a good call. Oh, Matt. Any more moments for, for you? Uh, I think uh, uh, Baby jumping into Pelimato's arms just straight away. She's He's like, yep, this is this is my lady right here. She's yeah. going to yep. love me. Yep. And she's still still missing the tooth, which yep. I know Matt was happy about. I was. I, although I'm <laughs> before, it's unfortunate she hasn't gotten to the mod shop to get that fixed yet, but hopefully soon. Uh, well, only, only a matter of time if we have our way. Am I yeah. right? Am I right? Ew. I don't know. I don't okay. even know. I just, it feels, it feels gross. Matt's got a fever. <laughs> and the on. only prescription is Pelimato's tooth getting fixed by Thundercat. Great, <laughs> baby. Ew. Right. Ew, Brian. Well, what? while we're at it, this is now a fine time to go to a zoo for some further oh. connections and Easter eggs. A zoo laid on us. 
Yeah, uh, you already did my job and mentioned the possible droid Gotra connection, but Pelimato continues to be a font of tidbits like you said. You'll remember, of course, Boonta Eve from Phantom Menace, Pod race happens on that day, there are fireworks associated with it here, so maybe they added those in the years since, or Qui-Gon and company left before they went off. I think you said that too, so now I'm just repeating myself. Uh, Pelly name drops the Lerman, who were the highly pacifist furry rolling ball creatures from season one of the Clone Wars, mm. the episodes Jedi Crash and Defenders of Peace. No matter what, you know, the Separatists threw at them, they wouldn't fight, so... That's the Lerman. Uh, Perry also uses the phrase no chance cubes, which would seem to be the Star Wars equivalent of no dice. Nice. Uh, as yeah. far as I can tell, Pog Soup, mentioned later by Bo-Katan, is new, but her talk about her royal upbringing is something we do know about, especially how it related to her sister Satine. R.I.P. Uh, as for her and Satine's father... Uh, at least for now, named Duke Adonai Kreese, more could be revealed, but at the moment, Bo-Katan just says he was a great man, not just an interesting one, he was a great man, and that's important. Uh, so Brian should remember that if he's hoping to get anywhere with Bo-Katan, say great, not interesting. Um, and this has been a zoo clocking off. Thanks, Zoo. Thank you, Zoo. Again, exactly. helpful and uh, informative. Informative. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's a good it's a good thing. Like we were kind of getting at before, that R five is on board and could pilot the ship, and that Baby has had those lessons in cockpit control. They have no <laughs> problem getting to Kalavala, where Bo-Katan, as we said, is still in her castle of despair, and she's ready to go. She sees the ship land. She's, she's like, like, "This guy." Senses at the ready. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to go kill this motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of my house. What is wrong with you? I don't want yeah, you here. It's like, leave me alone. <laughs> I've got to sit on this chair in my armor all day. <laughs> and go to bed. Cool. Wake up. Sit in this chair in my armor all day. Go to bed. I am wake doing up. the work. I'm like, doing I the work. I'm doing the work. This is not part of the work. This is this is taking me away from the work because as we've already <laughs> said, you got to do the work. You got to do the work, Brian. You got to do the you work. You got to do the work. Come on. Got to do the work. You got to do the work. You've got to do the work. And for her today, the work involves just shooting Mando's head off. But in a little <laughs> parallel to Baby and Mando's first appearance in the first episode, the ship cockpit opens and Mando's not there, but Baby just pops out and <laughs> she's like, "Oh fire. God!" So it's. And she she can't, you know, what baby wants, baby gets, um, yep. which is what people say about me all the time. <laughs> um, Brian is baby. So she gets data off of R5 as to where Mando is, and they're all off, not in the N1. They're all off in her gauntlet Starfighter, a design we've seen in this series in season two, as well as, of course, on Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. Back on Mandalore, there's a haunted look from Bo Kamami. <laughs> as she wastes no time in taking her helmet just right off. She doesn't check the air. She just takes that thing <laughs> oh, yeah. right off. Yeah, that's and I'm true, like, good yeah. for you. Because her wig is on point this season. Um, and it looks like she's had, Katie Sackhoff plays this wonderfully because it looks like there are just memories happening all around. And whereas Mando's never been here before, this is where Bo-Katan grew up with family all around her. And now her whole family's dead. Um, so it is likely even more painful than her own, you know, throne of pain, a similar journey that we saw before happens. They 
Mom Catan and Grogu, you know, jetpack down. But she's able to mop up the Alamites much faster yeah. using she, blasters, a grapple, and her plasma buckler. She's a and she's then, an efficient lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. she turns and has a line that's been in the trailers, but it doesn't get old. Did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. She yeah. also here mentions, as you said, Matt, Mandos and Jedi are capable of working together. We know this. We know, we know this. We know this. They get uh, to the layer of the possible Geonosian droid thing or Kalish Grievous warrior, that <laughs> wh- whatever Caitlin's thing was. She scoops up the Darksaber, takes it out, and she is like a, a prima ballerina with this. She's so good she's at it. Like, it's embarrassing for Mando, honestly. She's like she's like Michelle Yeoh in Crouching Tiger, and it's glorious stabs this, ends up stabbing this thing right in the chest. And that's when it falls and its head walks off. So you didn't get a little, you didn't get a little dude walking out of the chest of this thing, Matt, but you did get the, the head of it. Yeah. But I wanted the little dude to come out. I know, I know, you you know, like a little, a little better than (laughs) come out of the head. You're, you're asking for this to go full nomad droids. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. It's what you're asking. Come on. You're asking for I mean, uh, you're asking for Scrappy anyway. Doo. You're asking for Scrappy Doo coming out of the body of a ghost in the Scooby Doo <laughs> yes, movie. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, what is he yeah. doing with? I think it's just well. Here's a living thing that's screwing up the works, and I'm gonna, you know, Eat him? Juice suck his it blood or something. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. I have a lot of questions about that. And no answer. I insight into the mind of whatever the hell this thing is. So, uh, but I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the head walks off and starts up the big spider thing, and she just slashes that apart as well with ease. Yeah. With, like, doesn't take a hit. She's yeah. so good. Love it. <laughs> and um, so Mando is free. He then holsters both his blaster and the Darksaber again. Bo doesn't keep it, nor does mm-hmm. she even try to keep it. She hasn't she earned say, it. It's not hers. Hey, yeah. do you want that? There's no, that's not a thing. I was expecting that handoff to be like her to kind of yeah, give it yeah, or something. Yep. It's not even a thing where you were either of you, Caitlin and Bush, Matt Romano surprised by that. I was a little bit. I thought, I thought the same thing. I thought there was going to be this little moment of like hesitance, giving it back to him or she was going to consider not saving him. Um, but yeah, no, she just, uh, she just went for it. You know, I think that, I think she reluctantly likes Mando because he's so principled, you know, I think. Yeah. I think she admires him as much as she also, I'm sure, would like to see him die. However, I, I'm going to go opposite of that. I was not surprised by mm-hmm. how casually she just allowed him to continue with the Darksaber because I think Bo-Katan is, she's beaten down. She is, yeah, she is, uh, she is depressed y'all mm-hmm. so you know she's she's efficiently very coldly doing her job and defending and attacking and killing and stuff but she's her heart is not her heart isn't in the violence anymore you yeah, guys. yeah no and and that's interesting caitlin would you to, to ping off that to, to daisy chain if you'll permit the mm. phrase would you co-sign this that some of her depression is founded in the fact that she thinks that she's a failure like as oh, a lead, when she ha- when she wasn't trusted with this before, she was leading the Mandalorian people. She failed, and she failed big. And as a result of that, I don't want that. Never put me in power again. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't end up with it. I don't want it. I don't want to be in charge. Yeah, and now she's back on the planet, uh, wherein her family, as she notes a couple of times, ruled for for 
generations where her family was royalty. She was a princess. She has all of these memories coming up of her of her wonderful father, apparently, and of course her dead sister and her dead family and the dead Mandalorians. Yeah. And so it kinda I imagine that it's kinda hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it's gotta be. It, it's it's hard for us to identify exactly because the exact circumstances are a little, you know, heightened. Mm. But um I think we can identify in more of a um, general way. Yes. I I am not a Mandalorian princess last time I checked. So um, I can't identify point for point. In any case, um, now Bo-Katan, she's going to be nice. And she's going to show Mando where the mines are. As we know, they're right under the Civic Center. And that's a mythical location, if I've ever heard. <laughs> the Civic I mean, Center. It feels like, yeah, it was really funny, especially when he's reading the plaque right there. It's like you're going to the Lincoln Memorial, and like Lincoln there was, was going to give you superpowers. There was something so funny about know. that. Like that was so fucking <laughs> funny to me because, yeah, yeah like really ha- her brought to you by about, the Mandalorian Tourist Board. Yeah, exactly. like her talking yeah. about, you know, this is where we would like. This was a school field trip for us. Yes, kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's like at Mandalore, under Sundari, under the Civic Center. There are the mines, and there you got the living waters of Mandalore. It's, wow. it's like it's every everything's mythical except Civic Center. I'm like, yeah. Tolkien might have omitted that. Yeah, it's like the one place the ring can be destroyed is in Sauron's Civic Center. It's the basketball court at the Civic Center. Yeah, <laughs> and get there before the red. No, okay. Um, yeah, well, oh no! Again, they're they're having a little break, and she has this vial of 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 something. It's a similar liquid in a vial thing that the armorer had, and I don't know if this is a thing I should be paying attention to, but I'm kind of on one. With I feel like this. we've seen it twice now in two episodes, and we don't know what it is. It feels significant to me. Yeah. So hmm. don't don't worry, listeners. I am on watch. On on um, liquid on vial liquid vial liquid watch yeah what's in that vial um yeah that's gonna heat up that's oh yeah everyone's up. very that's burn up the internet it's gonna be right? hotter yep, than right the Moochie Festo yeah. um <laughs> so she makes him something called pog soup which is a Mandalorian staple he's never had it and Caitlin you know this because you love pog soup right I, famously yeah delicious delicious from Matt yeah um. <laughs> You, you can have three bowls, four bowls, sometimes five. But correct me if I'm wrong. There's a limit, right? Eventually, you get. Eventually, it's just too much bug soup. You know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's even when you're getting up there, nine, ten. But the general rule when it comes to bowls of pog soup is never more than twelve. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's it's good the, soup, though. Yeah. It's good soup. You, you, it has yeah. to be every time. Good soup. And he raises he raises it up, but he's not even going to dare remove his helmet. <laughs> I know, I take love Take a little it. sip yeah. like we've seen him do in season one. The, mo- the worst way to eat soup ever. And it's kind of, oh, yeah, he didn't grow up with all these Mandalorian staples. And it probably would have done his body good, but he doesn't. Well, this just made me laugh. I mean, you're, you're going down to the uh, to the waters to be redeemed. I mean, you can take your helmet off. You're just about to redeem yourself. No, like, you know, no. Yes. A- as we'll see. You can't. I was so <laughs> mad he didn't take the freaking helmet off to bathe himself it's, in the waters. Yeah, no. Bo then he talk, talks to him about how the mines are are very old 
from Mandalore way back in the beginning. Possibly they're thought to be hollowed out by a mythosaur, and that's why the Mandos took the mythosaur skull as their sigil. Not just because they randomly put that on Boba Fett's shoulder and said he's a Mandalorian, so we're going to make a big thing out of that. That's not why. It's because at the beginning of Mandalorian culture, this mythosaur hollowed out this cave and all that. That's why. Yeah. Well, that's a mud horn on his on him. He's got a mud well, on horn. Mando. Yeah, I'm talking on about Mando. Oh, oh, all the, the you can see the the mythosaur skull right. sigil on Boba Fett and Empire yes. Strikes Back. Yep. And they just said, okay. This is important. Let's just make that a thing. You can believe that. Sure. Or you can believe this. (laughs) Um, You can believe And they also have this interesting talk uh, talk about her heritage, Caitlin, as you already brought up. They talk about the importance of having a creed. And he says, yeah, you got to have a creed, or I thought of it as a code would also be a way to say, you got to have a code or else you're just, you know, bumping around the galaxy like, uh, like a bounty hunter, like a pirate, like Han Solo maybe. But I'd say there's a line. I'd agree that yeah, having a code, having a sense of 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 um of what you'll do and what you won't, having personal beliefs is good, and I think she does too. But he is indoctrinated with some really extreme creed things here. It's when it turns into a cult. Mm. Yes, that that's exactly it. It's like there is a line. There's a line. I'd say. And that's why this whole time he's going forward. And I just kept saying, like, man, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are you bothering? Did either of you think this? Why are you bothering to do this? Screw those people. They can't yep. tell you if you're a Mandalorian or not. I feel you like. You obviously are. You're more Mandalorian than half those idiots on the beach. And if Bo-Katan thinks you're a Mandalorian, then that's good enough for me. Screw those people. Screw this water. Screw the whole thing. So why are you bothering? Brainwashing yeah. is a hell of a thing, man. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. There we go. Even turns Pedro Pascal into a into a, a, a mindless zombie who <laughs> like plunges himself into into the hells of a planet. Into the Lincoln Memorial. Yep. <laughs> into the Lincoln Memorial. He's, I must redeem myself at the waters of the Lincoln Memorial. Like, he's done worse things to be redeemed for, except I'm like, there was good reason. To take that helmet off. But, yeah. All right. They don't care. Um, they open the doors. They they finally go to the mine. And the living waters, it's just a just a, a big lake, isn't it? It's it's yeah, it's a, a water in a cave. Yeah, cool. that's exactly it, Caitlin. Caitlin, Caitlin yeah. Bush says it best. It's really mm-hmm. just water in a cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. how when I saw the Grand Canyon, I said, oh, it's kind of just a big hole, isn't it? It's a hole. <laughs> and Mando goes in. And normally you'd think he'd take at least some part of his outfit off, but no, he doesn't take off a single bit of bit of armor or the helmet or anything. Just goes in. He takes off his little cape and his, his, and his, uh, and his weapons so that they don't get wet, you know? Oh yeah. Well, that's good. Cause he won't need weapons. No, he's going for a swim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he starts reciting the words and we have, the second baptism interruptus of season three, because he gets pulled under by something, and Bo-Katan goes in right after him. And what do they find beneath the living waters in the mines of Mandalore, under the civic center in the destroyed city of Sindari? A living mythosaur. Mm. Ah, End of dun, dun, dun. episode. So 
What does it mean? Uh, the legends are seemingly coming true. Not only did we get to the Living Waters in just two episodes, so Unexpected. there's that quest taken care of. No need to find that part. I guess he can calm the Anzellans. It's like that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. But this is this info is going to blow right past the baptism stuff, which he didn't even really need. So you'd think. The Mythosaurs returned, according to legend, Mandalore is going to be reborn. And I'd like to think Mando and Bo-Katan united with Baby, the Darksaber, and all of it is a, is a force to unite everyone. Because I am hoping Mando and Bo-Katan are just tight, tight, tight to the end. I really don't want them to be antagonists in any way. Yeah. Mm. I want them to be each other, like, like... Ryder dies in this season. I love them together and their dynamic. I don't want to see them fight. Thoughts on all this, Caitlin and Bush. So I don't think anything pulled Mando under. I think he stepped off the edge of the stairs into off like the shelf and his armor was so heavy that it literally just dragged him <laughs> down to the bottom that would of make the sense. Oh. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense, honestly. I thought the mis- mythosaur was pulling him into his That destiny. was my initial thought when I was like, oh my God, something got him. And then I just realized he didn't take the armor off. That is heavy. And he just like <laughs> stepped off of the, the stairs into a bottomless pit. Yeah, he got dragged down. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. If you can swim back up, then then you win. Then then you're blessed and or like, something. Like, and when you look at it, like I, Bo-Katan has to put in a little bit of extra effort with the jetpack to lift him back up, like actively. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think he just is a dumbass and shouldn't have worn armor into water. <laughs> He's and this goes back to a conversation we were having over text a while ago. But I was like, "What a himbo!" He really <laughs> yeah. is. He is a himbo in a, in a yeah. lot of ways. He needs Bo-Katan. Din Djarin is just season. helpless in this in this universe. He's you might say he's a dinbo. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no! Um, he's built for adventure, but uh, but this is know. exciting. I mean, we're gonna see. Uh, and, you know, tell me if you guys agree with this. I think this is the beginning of Bo-Katan's redemption arc here. Uh, yeah. Redemption of them both. Myth- yeah. She has met a mythosaur. Uh, she is going to be riding this high for, for God knows how long. I love that for her. And I'd like to think that for him, it's like, okay, I don't need redemption from that bunch of painted idiots on the beach with their helmets of many colors. I'm... Like, this is so much bigger than that. The Mandalorian world and culture is so much bigger than I'd ever imagined. I don't need their forgiveness. Mm. And I also think it's, we were here, heard about this from, I think, the pilot where, uh, well, not the pilot, but the first episode where Queel is saying, the Mandalorian once rode the great Mythosaur. There we go. When yeah, he's teaching is, him how yeah. to ride Blurgs. I so thought the of the same thing. planted pretty early on. Thoughts on this Matt Romano? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I want to hope that Bo-Katan and Mando become friends. And I think they will to a point. And I, I think it's just going to be too tempting for Bo-Katan not to try to get the Darksaber back. I mean, she's too obsessed with it. I think it's just going to come down. I, you know, I hope it all works out. But I just feel like they're, they're, there's going to be a conflict down the road. I hope not. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe you know, Din will keep the, uh, the, 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 the saber and she gets to ride the Mythosaur. Maybe they split it. 
you know, it's a healthy skeptic. It's a healthy skepticism. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a healthy yeah. skepticism, but uh, you know, I'd rather it. it's like, see her riding the mythosaur with the dark saber in hand and see him blasting away with baby clearing the way or something. And yeah, you know, maybe something like that. That's her destiny. <laughs> this is, if this season's all about Mandalore, let that be reestablished with Bogotan and then let Mando, because if he does, let him be free. For yeah. further adventures, he we don't want. I don't want him tied to the throne of Mandalore. Yeah, I don't think exactly. He wants it. Come on, no. Um, come He's got to go fight Thrawn with Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then Bogatan could come in with the Mythosaur and now a hundred new Mandos and and help out too. It's again, it's sneak attack from Mandos, just what Thrawn never expects. Um, <laughs> we touched on this a little in terms of the first episode going into this. There was. Visiting Bo-Katan, aside from needing, like, oh, you're not going there, she does tell him where the mines are. So he didn't know they're under the Civic Center. So, oh, and do you know where the Civic Center is? Well, you can't miss it. Um, it's next to the Lincoln Memorial and between the, around the basketball court. So, but he didn't need a droid spelunker at all. And because not only the suit is pressurized, R5 does a minimal amount, but he did need baby's help and Bo's help, and he thought it was cursed. I don't know there's there was a lot of steps in the first episode of the season that were kind of unnecessary now that we look back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if the, I get what it does, though, is it got him, you know, in trouble with space captain Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's coming. coming that's coming down the line, man. We got to get that. Because yeah, we got to get back to that. Now that we've almost blown through even more of the trailer footage, there's there's one shot of the N1 flying past Space Davy Jones' ship with R5 in the droid port. So right. that yeah. we haven't seen. So Swamp Thing's going to come back. So that mm-hmm. served a purpose there. Whether we actually see the Anzellans or IG again, I don't know. But the quest that we thought was going to take all season is... Is pretty much done. We shouldn't be surprised by this. As we've said for every season of this show, you get the first couple of episodes in the trailer and then God knows what happens from there. Well, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's not so it's it's like it, it took all of season two in a way to try and get Grogu to a Jedi and then re- rescue him and mm. then take him to a Jedi or, or or what have you. I thought at least this whole season was the quest to get to the Civic Center. And <laughs> that's done. We've, yep. yeah. we've done it. Good. So I'm like, what are they going to, what are they going to do now? Space Davy um, Jones. Davy. Oh, don't you fear death. <laughs> um, Matt Romano, uh, help me out here. Where, where do you think happens next? Or is it just like WTF? Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. WTF. Uh, we'll find out. I mean, I I can't imagine they tame that mythosaur in the next episode. Maybe they do. I mean, I'd be happy if they did because I I also just kind of want to move on. I mean, I I love the the Mando stuff and the reuniting of the Mando people. Like, but I, I also am curious to see. I'd like to see him go back to Navarro, clean up the pirates, and get involved in the some bigger galaxy adventures. You know, because everything seems a little uh, insular right now. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind like seeing where the Imperial, what's going on with the Imperial remnant. Yeah. Where's Moff Gideon? What's going on? Let's get yeah. back to like, uh, I don't know I would, that stuff. Would you guys like it if they keep saying, Oh, he's, he's a, having a tri- new Republic tribunal. What if they had an entire 
hour-long episode that was the trial of Moff Gideon. Oh, I would love that. Sure. I would, love, I would yeah. love nothing more. Space lawyer, yep. space yep. judge. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Give me nothing Mon more. Mothma's there. Space judge it's, Judy. Just being yeah. like. <laughs> um, character and, and Mando and Baby. Sid. Yeah, they have just, to go because oh they yeah. get called as witnesses. <laughs> Sid is called as a witness. Um, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> They'll never do it. Um, and if because it's Giancarlo, um, if if uh, space Saul Goodman played by Bob Odenkirk showed up, there you go. Uh, no complaining for me. One final thing I thought was hilarious is when Bo-Katan's talking about Mandalorian infighting, and she's kind of like, "Oh, it's awful. It's." You know, I can't stand it. I'm like, since when? You, you're you're like the 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 like, yes. You're like yourself. the worst one about it. Like what? you're a part of you're a part of it every time we've seen it, lady. <laughs> Maybe it's like I, I used to. That's how it used to be, but now I hate it. That's another thing. There's going to be a little Mando infighting because we've talked about like the the mall Mandos and stuff yeah. and how the armor might be a little crazier than we think. It's going to you know? keep coming. It's never going to stop. Yeah. yeah. But she's easy. like, oh, oh, it's it's awful when that happens. I'm like, well, didn't you see cause, yourself in like, every animated appearance you've ever had? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not the previous season of the show, but even so. Anyway, final thoughts on this episode of Mandalorian from either Caitlin or Bush or Matt Romano. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see where we go next. Go uh, space, Davy Jones. Let's let's hit it. Myth the Mythosaur. Yeah. Let's ride a Mythosaur. Mythosaur. Let's hit it. We've been to the Civic Center. Now it's time to leave. Matt Romano. Yeah, we're two episodes in. We got, what, six left in the season? This is an eight-episode season, right? I think. Is it eight or is it ten? Ooh, I don't know. If it's ten, that's Mando great. Season I mean, two is ten. Mando season two is ten. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Then I'm psyched. I mean, I'm glad that I that we don't know where it's going, that we're getting a lot of this very early because it just opens up a lot more potential for later in the season. I'm glad they're knocking it out early. Let's get, get to some unexpected places, you know? Yeah. Or let's get to the, the, the courtroom episode. Or the deep dive into <laughs> Captain Gorian Shard. And remember, Matt, your threat, if if Boba doesn't crash an episode, your threat to Bobacot. I'm going to Bobacot if there's no Boba Fett. Yeah. I'm going to be upset. So let's get there. Come on. You heard it here first, everyone. Okay. Well, with that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. Hey, Brian. What? Just saying, hey. All right. While I have your ear, have you checked out Return of Pod.store recently? No. Well, you should. There are a number of fine new items for sale. Is this a commercial? It is a commercial. Merchandising. Merchandising. Merchandising! Merchandising! Do you like our different artwork based off of which show we're covering each season? If you visit the store, you can buy mugs and other wonderful things with that artwork. Bad Batch. Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, collect them all. I don't want to. Yes, you do. Don't forget about t-shirts and hoodies. We're adding new versions all the time. Want to really get the mini boats message out? Return to the pod.store is here for you. I wish poison was here for me. The store doesn't sell that, but it does have notepads, stickers, and everything else I've already talked about. Is this over? Visit return to the pod.store today. Get caught up in it. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats.
Many boats. Many boats. Many boats, y'all. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. We're back. And that's going to take us into covering season two, episode 12 of Star Wars The Bad Batch. They call themselves The Bad Batch. This episode is also brand new, and we don't want to spoil it for you, so we'll sound the spoiler klaxon one more time. And here we go into Bad Batch Roundup. Woo! Good soldiers follow orders. Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 12 of Season 2, also premiered on Disney Plus on March 8th, titled The Outpost. And Caitlin and Bush is not, uh, is, is, is going to attend to something for this. She hasn't watched it yet. Yeah, so um, we can't spoil this episode for yeah, her. No not way. this one. But Matt Romano, you one. and I, we're ready to ice we're vulture the heck it. out of it. That's right. Um, it's time for a check-in, that's right, with Crosshair. You'll get caught up in it. It's a... Crosshair episode, and that means drama, because that's the Crosshair promise. He watches some clones get forced retirement as an idiot Lieutenant Nolan, played by Crispin Freeman. Hated this guy the minute he opened his mouth. The worst. This guy, he's the worst. The worst. This guy sucks. Anyway, it puts him on a mission, uh, taking him on a mission, rather, to a frozen crap hole outpost that's having problems with raiders, and they need to get some cargo from there. They get to the outpost that's on this icy thing, and it's run down, and we meet a clone commander named Mayday, who is might be my hero of the day. Yeah, this um, guy's like, great. He Mayday stole my heart. I was shouting, Mayday, because I was so in love all right, that's pushing it. But he's one of the only clones left, and he's very respectful of the fallen clones. He's keeping their helmets in, you know, proper attire. Made me remember the last line, the last image of the Clone Wars, actually, the clone graveyard. Um, and his armor is being held together with tape, fabric, and wishes. And pretty soon, <laughs> his only two other companions are dead. Ice vultures are constantly circling here, in an ongoing motif. It's like, this is the end of something. These people are already dead and they are ice vultures, according to the credits. And oddly enough, voiced by D Bradley Baker. Love so it. the screeches and everything are, are him. So this base gets raided and their shuttles destroyed. Idiot. Lieutenant Nolan orders Mayday and Crosshair to go get the cargo on the way. They pass a dead clone body, but Crosshair says, leave it. It's dead weight. Mayday there saves Crosshair from a pressure mine. It's like, what was that you were saying about dead weight? <laughs> Always time for a little uh, little tomfoolery. They get to the Raiders. They take them out and they get the cargo, which turns out to be Stormtrooper gear. Oh, come on. So Ugh. this Mayday is pretty much live, living in rags. Like he's yep. his armor is falling apart and here's brand new gear, but it's not for him. And an avalanche then happens, severely injures Mayday. Crosshair is desperate to get out of the snow now, and he's desperately fighting to save Mayday. Like, he is, it's clear pretty much from the start of this episode, Crosshair is not okay. No, no, no. And, and he keeps having these these moments where he's being reminded in, in, that how terrible the Empire is and they're treating them. And he's finally has to to 
see that he's a clone just like these guys. He's being just yep. mistreated as they are. It's like it's hurting his head. And yeah. it's, and there's a moment also when he says, well, what unit were you with? He says, Clone Force 99. And Mayday doesn't know of them. So I like that. It makes it feel a little bigger than not everyone knew who they yeah. were. Yep. Um, but you could just see the way it's animated on, uh, on Crosshair's face. He's remembering them. It's like, wasn't that nicer when you were with them? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. And so they go back to the outpost that's now full of stormtroopers. Jackass Nolan chastises them for not having the cargo. And Mayday collapses. Nolan refuses medical attention and says he is expendable as you. Mayday dies. And you could almost hear Crosshair snap in this moment. There's more ice vulture imagery, shadows on the ground, more of like a dying species, what have you. And then we have what for me was the coldest line of the day, right up to, you know, a no, never more than 12 or a no way out. Right when I thought it might cut away, we hear this from Crosshair. Lieutenant. And Crosshair pops Lieutenant Nolan in the back and he's dead and will be missed by no one and collapses. Troopers run over and Crosshair wakes up being told and he's being told to cooperate. He's all over the place. He doesn't really know where he is. And Emery Carr, who we saw working with Dr. Hemlock a couple episodes ago, is saying just relax and cooperate. And a fun side note here that we didn't mention when Emery Carr first appeared is she is played by Keisha Castle-Hughes, who makes an appearance with no lines as Queen Apollana at the very end of Revenge of the Sith. She's the Naboo queen at Padme's funeral, the new queen. Oh. So Keisha Castle-Hughes back back in Star Wars in a roundabout way. Also, she was um, one of the Sand Snakes in Game of Thrones also. You saw her there. Mm. But obviously, huge crosshair development here. I'm really worried about what they're going to do with him. And I'm just, man, is he due for a Rex echo rescue here? He looked like he was in pain the entire time. He's over it. He's got ice vultures waiting to nip at him. Who knows what they're going to do with him now? Just another killer line from Mayday. After all the clowns have done, all we've sacrificed, we're good soldiers. We followed orders. And for what? And just R.I.P. Mayday, a one ep, one and done clone, instant legend. Instant legend. We were talking before we recorded. I loved this. Yeah, this this episode. I mean, I've got a few things to say about this episode. First of all, go for it. Can't believe I'm saying this. I mean, because Mando was excellent this week, but Bad Batch. I mean, dare I say that Bad Batch for the second week in a row. I don't know, outperforms Mando. Like, I just, just well, a fantastic for you, episode. This. For me, for yeah. me personally. Yeah. But just a fantastic episode. I love them both, but like, ooh, I was shook after this episode. Yeah, it's, yeah. for the for the back end of, of Bad Bash season two, yeah. they're just going for it. Yeah. And it's it's like they're saying, oh, you think we're the B-side? It's, right. oh, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> And also about this, uh, just this episode also highlights, I mean, even more how much the Empire sucks because these guys could build a fucking Death Star, but they've got to go to this ice world to pick up some clone, some military equipment, some clothes. 
They can't make yeah. more cl- uh, uh, armor for the stormtroopers. Like, it's just ridiculous that they're even, like, going so much out of their way to get this armor back. Like, who cares? Make some more. Who cares? Make more. Make more. And then finally, Brian, you know, Crosshair ends up at the cloning facility at the end of this episode, and the cloning facility is looking for Omega. So I have a feeling Omega and Crosshair are going to end up in cells, like, right next to each other. (sighs) And the two of them, like, Omega's going to have to save him, or he's going to have to save Omega, and that's how he gets back to the Bad Batch. I love Omega Crosshair scenes. Oh, yeah. That's got to be a hot take. I got to say that, right? I love them, Michael. Love Um, them. Oh, man. I, I, I hope you're right about that. I, I And I hope then the batch just blows the hell out of Mount Tantus. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I just all around just again in a different way without, <laughs> without, without bringing the Zillow beast back. It's, uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now we're going to throw a cross and you're going to get caught up in it. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for bad batch roundup buckaroos. And that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward having some real talk with some real folks on apple podcasts a hello to jess in nh i'm assuming um new hampshire um is there a civic center there maybe and thank you for your very nice review also a hello and thank you to rural farm boy for your very nice words on apple podcasts and a thank you to rural farm boy in general um, if your socials are anything to go by, you have a large list of podcasts on your playlist, as you're always calling it, and you always include us. You always recommend us. You always Aww. let we kn- let us know that we're included on it. You're promoting it, and you have been doing this for as long as I can remember. Anyway, yeah, this is and great. It's always an honor. We haven't really mentioned this. It's always an honor to be a part of your playlist. To be one of a, a lot of really other great podcasts that you list. So really thank you very much for all that you do. It does a lot to lift up the entire star Wars podcast community. Absolutely. um, There are other plenty of other shows you could be listening to. So for us to just be included in any way, it's, it's really nice. Um, So thank you rural farm boy for all that you do. Many boats on Instagram. Hello to Clark James Mitchell who wrote that our show gives comfort that it's okay to still love whatever Star Wars they love, even though, quote-unquote, other places on the web imply I shouldn't. I have a bit of a reaction to this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, for one thing, no problem. It's our pleasure. For another, I'd say the web and social media in general has no problems doing a whole lot more than just implying that stuff. Uh, personally, I don't need anyone to tell me what I'm allowed to like and what I'm not. And I don't need to go bathe in living waters to prove anything. I don't think anyone does like what you like, love what you love. Yours is the only reaction that really matters. And I love the last Jedi too, just like you You don't fine. No problem. This is our fun thing. It's not life and death. So (laughs) like, like things it's fun. Come on. Enjoy yourself. Come on. Again, yeah, like stuff. That's a good way to put it. It's fun to like stuff. It's fun to love stuff. And yeah, Star. not all Star Wars is going to be Andor. Sometimes it's going to be Gorian Shard. Sometimes it's Darth Vader. Sometimes it's Ben Quagineros. Sometimes you know? it's a droid tale. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, so, it's Dash Rendar. 
Sometimes, sometimes it's Daz Rendar. So, so, yeah, sometimes it's I can't swim. You know, you never know. So that's part. That's part of the fun. It's never one thing. It's a little bit of everything all the time, and that's what right. makes it great. Because if it was always Andor, that would be that would get boring. So yeah. there's a little something for everyone. Pick what you like. Enjoy that. If you don't like it, somebody else does. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. So really, it sent me off on a whole thought spiral. But thank you for writing that. I'm, if our show does that to you, I'm really glad. Hey, also there's a butt on, for every chair. Yeah. What? Oh, exactly. There's yeah, butt for every chair. Well place. put. Some, Elegant. <laughs> some, somebody's, this, you know, something that nobody particularly likes or whatever is somebody's favorite thing, you yeah. know? So even, you know, I've le- if I can learn to love a sunny day in the void, anything's possible. And not just like, Love. Um, <laughs> also on Instagram, Jennifer Voorhees brought up a good point. They say, do all members of the Church of the Watch have to learn to cut their own hair? Jennifer also agrees with Matt about procreation, <laughs> writing clingity clang. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot <laughs> of was clang. Thinking, yeah, health care, general self-maintenance, ablutions, Toothbrushing, you know, this is going to be an issue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. The helmet law gets dumber to me by the day. This creed is getting worse all the time. I mean, it's <laughs> almost like the armorer is afraid to show her face. She has something to hide, so she's made up this rule for everyone so she doesn't stick out. So I'm not taking it off, but no one's taking it out, which makes me say, what are you hiding, armorer? Are you hiding that you look like Emily Swallow under there? Because that's not something to hide. That's something to celebrate. That's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, Great. A- anyway, thanks for another another uh, thought spiral on that, Jennifer Voorhees. You guys think about that? How do they cut their hair into that thing? No, it's a great point. But I, I think they're allowed to take off their helmets in isolation. So they're just good at hair, cutting their own hair, I guess. You know, they get one of those flobies, those vacuums that cut the hair. You know? <laughs> Some, though, never take it off ever. You got to yeah. know there's some hard, like Paz Vizsla, he's never taking it off. I know. He stinks under there. He smells. Yeah. He just bad. has a perpetual bowl. He is an, an oh, unpleasant yeah. human being. Yeah. Like a fryer tuck going on under there. He's got a fryer tuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he looks really weird under there. I don't know. He looks exactly like fryer tuck. <laughs> you hear, you he heard it here it first, folks. You heard it. This is cannon, cannon, fire. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and that's why he keeps it on all the time because someone's like, so they're looking at him. It's like, yo, he Pez finally took the helmet off. Did he? What's he look like? You know, he looks like kind of like f***ing Friar Tuck. You don't want to know. <laughs> it's weird. No it's weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, like f***ing Friar Tuck. <laughs> I'm not even, no, no f***ing cap, man. Um, Did I say that right, Caitlin? Probably. Did I? Oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Matt, anything more in the ma- in the old mailbag? Ah, uh, well, Brian, you know we we had a ton in the mailbag, and I got to say, uh, I you know obviously we thank you everyone for the messages. I'm sorry we can't get to everybody. Um, and I, I'm actually on vacation this week, so I've been kind of like you know uh, riding. Uh, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have your time. You know, you gotta, you must gotta be nice. Relax. Yeah, it's nice. Um, hence why my child just walked in on the the recording tonight. Yeah, um, but but uh, I gotta what? say uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen often. Uh, but I got to say, uh, there was a message that came through that I don't even remember where I saw it. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I don't remember your name. But please message us after the show if this relates to you. 
But someone listened to the Many Boats episode and had a question and reminded me of uh, the great galactic song, the hit of the galaxy that we created, Boats and Mando. Ooh, someone someone sent a message that none of us remember or saw, and it's, you know, just for them, we're going to, yeah. We're going to play it. We're going to play it. Here, you know, here it is. Boats and Mando. If you're new to the show, you never heard it. Here it is. Mando. Mando. A classic. There you go. A Boats classic. and Mando. Still a classic. Still a That's classic from the old show. Yeah. Can't help it. There you go. Um, yeah. So from from this mystery person whose name probably rhymes with Rat Mamano. Um, <laughs> Any excuse to play it. Yeah. Well, well done. <laughs> and then, Brian, also one more. I just got to thank everyone who uh, bought us a coffee this week because, Ooh. man, uh, we really appreciate that always. Anna G, Dylan B, Mike C, Joss C, Jennifer Voorhees, who you mentioned before. Thank you so much for the kind messages on buymeacoffee.com. And thank you so much for contributing to the show. As you know, that helps the show go. It keeps us going. So we really appreciate that. It helps the show go. Go. And and that's it for the mailbag. You know, uh, lots of Buy Me Coffee. I just got one thing in right now that Caitlin just uh, forwarded over to me. It's from a Bo-Katan K, and it's a uh, restraining order slash cease and desist. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So not not from Katie Seca, from the character. From the character. Um, oh, okay. Good. So yeah. please, this sir, is calm directly, down. Directly from Bo-Katan Kree. So what do you hear, Starbuck? I ain't going to be hearing nothing because I'm going to keep my distance. <laughs> With that, we're going to buckle off. But join us again next week for continuing coverage of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. And The Bad Batch. They call themselves The Bad Batch. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can visit our website at returnofthepod.net, where you can leave voicemails. Visit returnofthepod.store, where you can buy all kinds of merchandising. 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 Support the show at buymeacoffee.com slash returnofthepod if you want to. You can also find us through Directly, if you're at the Civic Center in the mines under the living waters, occasionally you can find Caitlin M. Bush where? You can find me at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Matthew Rutherford Hayes Romano. You can be found where? <laughs> you can find me uh, swimming in the the, the lakes of uh, the Lincoln Memorial at, uh, at yeah, Matt Romano uh, not, not <laughs> Twitter. Want to do? Want to try that again? That's all right. uh, there's lakes, right? M A T T R O M A N O. Um, and I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and my ever-growing letterbox. Letterbox. And, you know, oh, yeah. We're just all having such a good time over such there. Such a good time. Um, all of it's at Brian Silliman. That's B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, it's like the sun. Only believe in it when you can see it. Never make it through the night. Any boats and be the spark.